Welcome again to the Litigation Psychology Podcast. This is Dr. Bill Kanaski, and this podcast is brought to you by Courtroom Sciences. And today I want to talk a little bit about deposition testimony. And uh, many witnesses don't understand the objective of deposition testimony. We are not going to trial. There's no jury at the deposition. There's no judge. Yet witnesses want to defend themselves. They want to prove they did nothing wrong. And the only thing that does is it opens up more doors for counterattack for plaintiff counsel. So deposition really, rather than trying to win a deposition, which by the way, impossible, is you want to survive a deposition. Survive in advance, like they say in March Madness, right? You got to keep your head above water and just get to the other side. That is the name of the game. It's walking across a minefield without stepping on a landmine. However, many witnesses try to win the deposition thinking, if I give these brilliant, long, elaborate explanations, this plaintiff attorney is going to let me out of the case. Does not happen. So basically, an on simple yes or no questions, many witnesses go with the yeah, but, no, because. Unfortunately, some of the witnesses are actually told to do that. Really bad idea. Okay, I'm going to show you why it's such a bad idea. So let me share my screen with you. And we are going to look at a video deposition of a, this guy's a surgeon, right? And he is going to be asked... A very simple yes no question that he doesn't like <laughs> this question he's threatened by the answer so watch what he does in deposition um and the vascular injuries that have occurred because of the use of the varus needle um i'm assuming that's because the needle has actually punctured in some fashion or damaged the vascular structure with entry that's typically how that happens yes okay would because of the size of the varus needle versus the size of the busy port trocar, would you agree with me that typically those injuries have been found to be smaller to the vascular structures compared to what you would see with a busy port trocar? Objection to form and foundation in the answer. <laughs> yes or no? no I, typically, I wouldn't say that that's the case. The, the downside of the varus needle is that it's very thin and its single point of fixation is the fascia. So it creates a fulcrum around which the needle can spin around and twist and turn and that spinning and twisting motion that inevitably happens after you've inserted into the abdomen can really tear open a pretty big hole into an artery or vein so bleeding can be just as aggressive and just as dangerous with varus entry as it can with busy port uh, or even a uh, hassan technique um, uh, and, and certain some surgeons have used the varus needle as their point of entry to insufflate the abdomen they're insufflating into a vessel and maybe not fully to create an air embolism, but enough to, you know, continue that uh, structure to bleed. And then they follow with another trocar. And then that has led to even further damage because they're following the same track that that varus needle has gone through. So varus is uh, based on the literature, just as dangerous as any other entry technique. And, and that's really the important point here is that all these techniques have complications and risks. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're trying to win that. You're trying to convince the plaintiff attorney did nothing wrong. That was a two minute answer, which could have been answered right for this. My role, the five second rule. You can answer any question within five seconds. And by the way, the answer to this question was no, there is no difference. 
That was the answer. But this guy's trying to win. Unfortunately, I think he was actually told to do this. But that's a terrible, terrible answer that's going to lead to an hour more of follow-up questions based on everything that he just said. So they played this deposition at trial, okay? And he failed to agree with basic, basic yes-no questions on cross, which this yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, no, because, no, because, it's a horrendous, horrendous methodology of answering questions, which is called pivoting. This is what politicians do. And no one can stand politicians because they can't answer a damn question. And when you pivot, you come across like a politician, you look evasive, you look defensive, and sometimes even argumentative. It's weak, weak, weak. And by the way, we've tested this scientifically, jurors can't stand it. So what happens with this guy? Big difference between, de he's defending his conduct. Embrace your conduct. I train witnesses to embrace their conduct. Yes, that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. Not yeah, but, and start defending. Jurors don't like it, it doesn't work. And so what happened was he got hit for $1.5 million. But let's go, to, let's go to Brad Pitt. He knows exactly what he's doing. Okay, I ask you a question. You have to think of the answer. Where do you look? No good. You look down, they know you're lying. And up, they know you don't know the truth. Don't use seven words when four will do. Don't use seven words when four will do, okay? It's not necessary. It's a deposition. There's no jury there. You can't win the deposition. So save all your beautiful, elaborate teaching moments for the jury at trial, like our hero, this guy, keeping it simple. In spite of the fact that uh, there was no FDA requirement to conduct post-market studies, are you aware of whether or not Bright Medical was conducting an internal uh, study of success or failure with the hip stem that you designed? I do not know. Did Wright Medical as part of uh, the design and development of the stem that you participated in require that you report outcomes? No. See, that's my guy. Keeping it simple, right? Not opening up other doors, answering the damn question, appearing very professional, confident, and comfortable, and you get through this deposition. All these great elaborate teaching examples, these, these explanations that you're dying to give are not appropriate for deposition. So if anybody out there, if someone tells you to pivot away from the question and start explaining, right, or to force in an explanation, or even worse, try to win the deposition, they're absolutely out of their minds and they need to be checked out by probably a, a healthcare professional because that will lead to disaster in every deposition. And then you go to do the same thing at trial, you're gonna be in trouble. Keep it simple, answer the question, survival of the fittest, survive in advance, you get through the deposition, save all the good stuff for trial. Thank you so much. Another version here of the Litigation Psychology Podcast.